Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. We are so honored that you would take a few minutes and you would join us, even if it's through an app on your phone right now. We're just honored that you would spend the time with us. And I want to encourage you, if you want to spend time with us in person, we would love to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We would love to meet you. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to serve you. So make plans to join us. But right now, I hope that you enjoy this message and we hope that it encourages you and it blesses you today. I wonder how many of us are worried right now. You've got an ongoing weight, a burden, someone you love or something you care about needs to change, but you just can't figure out how it needs to change. And it's a never-ending weight. It's always with you. It almost just seems like there's a monkey on your back, you know, and and it's just always there and, and it's always bothering you. If you do, I want you to know today that you're actually not alone. And so today I want to talk to you about one of the biggest mental health problems uh, that our culture, especially in America, is facing today. And, And it's a problem that is poisoning us as a culture. It's eroding us from the inside out, and a lot of us have, it's become so common, and it's actually become uh, this thing that, that it's like a house pet now. Every, so many people struggle with this. It's so inundated in our culture that a lot of us don't even realize that it's there anymore, and the topic we're going to talk about today is worry. You know, actually, statistics would tell us, according to the World Health Organization, that America is the most worried nation in the world. And we're the most affluent nation in the world. Uh, But we're number one on the charts of worry. Congratulations, America. We're number one again, right? Like, that's just, we're number one in worry. But many many of us, uh, we battle with chronic ongoing, uh, never-ending case of worry. That's what we deal with. That's how we uh, think about things, is we naturally have this worried state. In fact, statistics would tell us, according to Barna Research, that about 60% of adults in the United States struggle with worry and stress daily. If that's true, that means that over half of you that are in this room right now, listening to this message, are so worried about something, you're, you're not even here mentally right now. You're not even listening to this message. You got something else going on in your mind because worry has overtaken your mind. So why is it that so many of us battle with this thing called worry? Well, to, to unpack it a little bit today, at its core, just to kind of get this out of the way at the very beginning, is worry is a result of the fall. You see, when, when, we, when sin entered the world, uh, we, we have a, what's called a sinful nature, or a lot of people call it our flesh. And our flesh does not bend toward faith. In fact, it bends toward fear. It goes away from God. Everything that we do goes away from God. Uh, we're, we, we struggle with fear more than we struggle with having faith. I'll prove it to you. That's uh, why, because at 2 a.m. this morning, when some of you were awake, you weren't sitting in bed trying to go to sleep thinking about all the peace and all the amazing things you have going on in your life, right? No. 
Why? Because we, we wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden we have all these things going. It's worry that's keeping us up. Well, I got to do this. Or I got to make sure that gets done. Or, what well, man, how are we going to do that? Or, man, I hope there's enough money. And all of a sudden, you're, you're woken up at 2 a.m. Not with all the great things you have going on in your life. You're worried in the middle of the night, right? When you wake up. We live in a culture that worry is just an accepted practice of everyday life. It's just who we are. Now, in this series, we've been talking about mental health. We've talked about uh, earlier, we talked about anxiety. And you might be thinking, well, haven't we already tackled this subject, Pastor Clint? Like, we already talked about anxiety. Why are we talking about worry? Well, I want to let you know that they're related. Anxiety and worry, they're related, but they're not the same thing. In fact, they have a big difference. So what is the difference, right? What is the difference between worry and anxiety? And, I, and I'm going to speak in generalities here, okay? So I know that there's some overlap. There's, it's more uh, worry and anxiety. is more of a Venn diagram, and there's an overlap in the middle, right? But there are some distinct differences, all right? So in general, we tend to experience worry in our minds, right? It's something where we rehearse the thoughts in our mind. Anxiety is different. Anxiety we generally experience in our body. So worry kind of happens in the mind. Anxiety happens in the body. Uh, so worry is more specific. Anxiety is more holistic. You're going to experience it. Here's, here's an example. Uh, you might worry that you might miss your flight. Right, like you might worry that you're going to get to the airport too late, security line is going to be long, and you're going to miss your flight. But you feel anxious in your body about flying. You know, you see the difference there a little bit. Like worry happens more in the mind, anxiety happens uh, more in your body. But no matter what we call it, with all the problems going on in the world today, it feels like somebody has to worry about all those problems. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's got to be thinking about these things, right? Like there's, there's a lot going on. And so what I want to show us today is I want to take us to a passage in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus, he gives a famous sermon. And in this sermon, he talks about worry. And he says this line multiple times in this. He says, do not worry. Come on. I want y'all to say that with me. Do not worry. You can do better than that. Come on. Do not worry. That's what Jesus says. He says it so many times. And in the middle of Jesus's powerful message, it's very practical what he's teaching. He's teaching about worry. He actually covers five of some of the biggest things that we actually worry about. And so Jesus tells us, he tells us not to worry about our finances, not to worry about our food, our fitness. Come on, somebody. Somebody needed to hear that word today. Don't worry about your fitness. I'm joking. You, well, well, I'm not joking. You don't need to worry. But he tells us not to worry about your fitness, not to worry about your fashion. Clearly, I don't have to worry there. Uh, and he tells us not to worry about our future. So our finances, our food, our fitness, our fashion, and our future. And hey, they don't teach you this in seminary. All those started with F. Bonus points right here for Oasis Church. Come on. I love that. But here's what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. He said, therefore, everyone say therefore. Come on, I, I know this is a video. Y'all say therefore. Beautiful. I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you'll eat or drink. There's the food. Or about your body. There's your fitness. Or what you'll wear. There's your fashion. Is life not more than food and the body not more then clothes. And so I want to give you a little tip that they teach you in Bible school. Okay. Even though I didn't go to Bible school, but 
I want to teach you the tip anyway. Here we go. Anytime you see the word therefore in the Bible, you have to ask a simple question. What's it therefore, right? Like that's what you have to ask. So if we're going to understand what Jesus is saying here, we have to bump it back up some verses and see what Jesus is saying before, because we see therefore, we go, well, what's that therefore? Well, you got to go back up and you got to read. And so right before he says all this, he says, uh, before Jesus says, do not worry, he says this, you can't serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. So there's your finances that he talks about right there. He's telling us, don't worry so much about finances. Don't overly focus on it. Don't obsess over it. You can't serve money and me. So don't overly obsess over something like that. That's not what you need to do. You need to not worry. And he keeps going on. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you'll wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Jesus is teaching them, hey, and I want you to hear this. Don't worry about things that are temporary. How much energy do we spend worrying about things that are temporary? Instead, don't obsess over those things. Don't over, be overly obsessed with things that are temporary. Instead, focus on the eternal how many of y'all know that, man, we do an eternal work here as believers, not just as a church, as individual believers, you are doing an eternal work that matters. We can't obsess over these things that are temporary. Take care of yourself, but don't obsess over your body, right? Like it's okay to look good, but don't obsess over your clothes and how you appear to people on Instagram, right? Like this one's for me. Don't obsess over food. That's something I've been struggling with, but I've been working on, and I've been, and now I'm trying to view food not as something to necessarily enjoy and indulge in, but something that just fuels my body, that gives me the energy that I need, right? Don't obsess over things that are temporary. Instead, focus on the eternal. Don't waste time worrying about things that don't last. Come on, some of you that are a little older in here than me, you know that body ain't what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So why are we focusing on it so much? And I'm not saying don't, don't be into health and, and don't work on your health. I'm not saying that at all. Of course, you want to be good stewards of what God's given you. But don't obsess over this. Don't serve that purpose above the purpose of serving God. And then Jesus goes on. And he goes on to say this. Don't worry about tomorrow. There's the future. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Can I get an amen from somebody? Each day has enough trouble, right? So we're not going to obsess about the future. We're, we're not going to obsess and worry about the things that we can't control. Come on, like, where, where am I going to go to school? Like, I'm wrapping up high school right now. Where am I? Uh, and then I got to find the perfect job that, that fits me. And, and then I, I got I to gotta, uh, worry about this loved one and that they're getting sick. And, and, and he's telling you, though, don't obsess over the fact that your hair might be getting thinner. You know, I, I, I obsess over that sometimes. I hate that my hair is getting thinner. I, guys, I used to have a beautiful head of hair. Come on. I know some of y'all think it might look good now, and you're not wrong. All right, but it used to look, you should see my wedding pictures. My word, they look so good. My hair was vibrant, thick. I thought nothing could take me down. Well, guess what? Starting a church and having a family has taken it down, right? Like I just, I've lost my worry. Jesus says, don't worry about stuff like that. It doesn't matter. But this is the amazing thing about Jesus. He doesn't just tell you not to worry. He tells you how 
not to worry. I love that. He teaches you how. And he goes on and he says this. He says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap. So he's saying they don't plant seeds in the ground and, and water the plants so that they have food. No, they don't do that stuff. They don't store it away in barns, and yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus is telling us, just look at the birds. They are way less valuable than you, right? Like, they're way less valuable than you. But he, he, they don't worry. He provides for them, right? He takes care of them. He helps them. Now, when a bird gets hungry, they don't worry, they do something about it, right? Like, they don't just sit in their nest and go, well, I'm hungry. I wish a worm would just crawl, crawl up here in this tree and, and land in my nest so that I could have some food, right? Like, man, I'm just a, a poor little bird. I wish I could fly. Man, if I could fly, that would be pretty awesome. No, they don't do that. What do they do? They get out of the nest and they go find food. They don't worry about it. And that illustrates a very important difference between worry and concern, right? Like, so, so the, the, the difference between worry and concern. So here's a concern, okay? Concern focuses on challenges and it moves you toward action, okay? It focuses on what might be the problem and it actually moves you to action. It actually moves you to do something about it, right? Like uh, for some of you, it just got cold um, and your tire pressure light came on, right? Because the cold air makes them deflate a little bit. It's totally normal. Well, you don't go, my car's going to explode. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able No, it's just a concern, and so what, you go to the gas station, or you go to your garage, or you go to discount tire, and you fill it up with air. It's just a concern, right? Like, you saw something, it needed to be done, you go do it. That's what it is. You're concerned, right? Some of you, you feel lonely, and you feel disconnected, and that should be a concern. Not a worry, but a concern. Well, okay, if it's going to move us to action, what action should we take? I'll tell you what you should do. You should join a group. Come on now, now, somebody. Now look, you should join a group. This should move you to action. Because if you're not in a group, you should. Come on. If you're not in a group, you should. Get in a group. That's right. We got to get in a group. We're, we're going we're gonna to do something about it, right? Like, or if you've seen you've gained some weight, you gained a few pounds, and, and you don't like the way you look or feel anymore. Well, that's a concern. We're going to do something about it. We're going to eat better. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to work out. We're going to do something about it, right? That's what a concern is. A concern focuses on challenges, and it moves you to action. Worry focuses on what's beyond our control, and it results in inaction. I'm going to say that again. Worry focuses on what's beyond our control, and it actually results in inaction. It's stewing without doing. Woo it's stewing without doing. That's why Jesus asked this question. I love this. He says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? In other words... When has worry ever done anything to actually help? When? When has worrying about something ever done anything to actually help you? Let me go and help you. Never. It's never done anything to actually help you. Why? Because worry doesn't cause action. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, worry doesn't cause action, right? Concern calls action. Worry does not cause 
action. You know, when you worry, nothing gets better, but your mental health actually gets worse. When you worry, nothing actually gets better except your mental health actually gets worse. You see, birds, they don't worry. They don't sit around and do nothing. Uh, they, they don't just wait on God to drop something in their nest. No, they get up and they do something about it. And at the end of the day, you know what? The bird goes to sleep. That's why when you're awake at two in the morning worrying about everything, you don't hear birds chirping. Why? Because they're peacefully resting because they know that God has provided for them. I'm telling you right now, we have to understand that God is providing for us. God is for us. God loves you more than he loves the birds. How much more is he going to take care of you? How much more is he going to provide for you? He's going to do it. But the sad thing is when we worry, we're essentially saying, God, I don't really trust you with this. You're essentially saying that you don't believe that God is good. And here's the deal. I'm not judging you. I struggle with this. I worry about stuff all the time. I worry about stuff. I'm trying to get better at trusting God. And here's the deal. Some of you are having a hard time trusting God. And, and I just want to let you know, I want you to hear this today. What you worry about the most reveals where you trust God the least. What you worry about most reveals where you trust God the least. And I want you to just to take a moment and think about what, do, what are you worried about? Is it your kids? Is it your future? Your business? Is it your job? Your health? Your weight? The stock market? The economy? The next election? Lord, help us, right? Like, are you worried about that you won't be good enough? So what do we actually do when we have things that we're worried about? Because oh, you got some stuff that you're worried about, I know. And it's real stuff. And you're concerned. So what do you do? Okay, Jesus says don't worry, but how? How do I not worry? But like, how are we supposed to trust God? And Jesus goes on in that chapter and he answers that question. He says this, but seek first. Y'all say first. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things will be given to you as well. Whenever you're worried, whenever you're freaked out, whenever you're panicked, whenever you don't know what to do, whenever you know that there's just too much to bear, what do you do? You seek first his kingdom. You seek first his presence. You, you seek first his goodness, right? Like, and then everything else will be added to you. So I would ask this question, and I want you just to be honest. Is God first in your life? Is God first in your life? Is he? Is he first in your day? Like, do you put him first in your finances and give your tithe and be faithful to God with the first 10%? Like, do you trust God in your marriage? Is he first in your marriage? Where does your mind go when it starts to drift, right? Does it go to the worst possible scenario or does it drift toward God? It says to seek him 
first. Some of us, we're dealing with crippling worry because we've misplaced where God deserves to be in our lives. And when God is not in the right place, nothing else fits together. Nothing else clicks into place. Because where you worry the most reveals where you trust God the least. We have to look at where, where do I trust God the least? Where do my worries seem to take me? But the good news is this, is that you can decide today that you're going to change. You have an opportunity today to change because God cares. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. He's telling you, hey, cast. That's a fishing term. Hurl it away from you. Cast. Throw it. Throw it to him. Give it to him. All of your cares to him. Why? Because he cares for you. The Bible also says this, come near to God and he will come near to you. Have you ever seen two people in a movie or even in real life, like at the airport, who haven't seen each other in a while, and they run toward each other? It's not one person running to someone else. They run toward each other. That's what happens when we draw near to God. He's drawing near to us, and he's meeting us. He's coming toward us as well. That's what the Bible tells us to do. So let me, let me ask this question. We're going to answer this question, but I'm going to ask. So what's going to happen with what you're worried about? So I want you to think about the thing you're worried about, like really worried about. What's going to happen with what you're worried about? Well, there's three possibilities as to what could happen with what you're worried about, all right? And uh, the first one is this. It may never happen. That's option one. It may never happen, what you're worried about. In fact, check this out. There was a study done by Penn State that asked people to document what they were worried about and keep track of it for 30 days to see what happened with what they were worried about. Listen to this. According to their research, 91% of their worries did not come true. 91%. Think about this. Less than 10% of what you worry about will happen. But worry will rob you of peace 100% of the time. There's a less than 10% chance that what you're worried about is going to happen, but there's a 100% chance that what you're worried about is going to steal peace from you. Most of you think about and worry about stuff that won't even happen, but it's robbing us of peace 100% of the time. It's robbing us of joy all the time. Worry is something that will poison us. It slowly erodes at us. So whatever it is that's keeping you up tonight, one option is it may never happen. Two, the second thing is it may happen, but it won't be as bad as you thought. This is so common. You think that you've been, you've been worried about this thing and all of a sudden that thing actually happens. But it's not as bad as you thought. That happens to me all the time. Anytime I'm a, a wanna, I need to have a difficult conversation with somebody or I need to address something that's hard with somebody, I always think they're gonna, this is going to be the worst. And I, I don't know if that's ever happened in my life. It's never really 
that bad, right? Like some of you, you have a rash on your arm, right? And it's red and it's gross and, and it hasn't gone away. And you're like, I got it. And you go and you start worrying, right? Like, what is this on my body? And you go to the doctor and come to find out it's a stain. You were cooking spaghetti and the sauce stain. I don't know what it is, right? Like, but you worry about something and you go get it checked out. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like you say something dumb and, and, and you feel like you were going to be humiliated. But in fact, no one was humiliated. In fact, they actually became better friends with you because it showed that you're human. For some of you, man, you wanted to ask that girl on a date and you finally worked up the courage and she said no, but guess what? You didn't bleed out while you were talking to her, right? Like it wasn't that big of a deal because a lot of times we worry about things and it's not as bad as we thought. So uh, we worry about stuff that may never happen or it may happen and it won't be as bad as you thought or... It may happen, and God will carry you through it. It might happen, and it might be bad. But now God has the opportunity to carry you through this situation. And now you have the opportunity to see God's goodness in a way that you've never experienced it before. Uh, So many of you are really resonating with this message series because sadly you've been dealing with some mental health and you haven't known what to do. You've been hurting. And this might be an opportunity to take your relationship or take that problem or take this issue and bring it to God today. Let's stop worrying about stuff and let's cast those worries on God. Why? Because he cares for us. So what you worry about, it may not happen. It may happen. It might not be that bad, or it may happen, but it will provide you a a way. uh, It it may happen, and he'll provide a way for you in a way that you never would have imagined. God will carry you through it every single time. For some of you, your worry is real. And you're not just worried about if the Titans are going to win today. You know, you're you're not worried about something small. You're, You're worried about your kids their mental health or their spiritual health or their well-being. There's no pain like kid pain. You're you're worried about your marriage and if you're actually going to make it through this. You're worried about your finances in a real way. Uh, You don't know how you're going to make things meet, make ends meet. You're worried about being alone. You're worried about what the doctors have told you. You're worried about that relationship and if it will be healed before it's too late. Listen, you're worried about stuff that's real. It's really affecting you. It's significant. It's not superficial. But maybe it's time today to take those cares, your worries, your anxieties to Jesus today. And listen, you might even yell at God sometimes. That's okay. He can take it. But some of you, you need to say these things to God. But let his spirit meet you. Come on, let his presence comfort you today. Put him first. Even in this area where you're worried. And watch what God does. Come on, I I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're worried about something in here, 
and it's really taking you over. And you've been having a hard time putting Jesus first. Come on, I just want to ask you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. You're, you're worried about something. It's Come on, raise your hand. It, it's, it's on your mind. You don't know what you're going to do. This worry is keeping you up at night. It's making it hard for you to function. Come on, I want to pray for you. God, would you just meet everyone with their hand up right now? God, would you just meet them in their situation right there, right where they are? God, do what only you can do. God, we pray for comfort. We thank you that you are peace. God, I pray that they would cast those cares, cast those worries onto you, that they would give them to you, God, and that you would receive their vulnerability, their honesty in this moment, God. Come on, as you continue to pray today, some of you, you may recognize that Jesus isn't anywhere near first in your life. You may have grown up going to church and you were near the things of God, but he wasn't first at all. Like you don't know him, you know about him, but you don't know him. And now your life's filled with guilt and shame and worry. And so how do you come overcome that? How are you made right with God? Well, the scriptures tell us that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to be perfect for you. And he gave his life for you so that you could be forgiven no matter what you've done. Listen, God loves you. And when we turn to him, God hears us and he forgives us. And if you want to ask Jesus in your life today, come on. I want to ask you just to raise your hand in this place. Just say, I want to start my relationship with Jesus. Come on, raise your hand. It's our, don't be shy. No one's looking around. And so you could just pray this prayer silently in your seat. You can say, dear God, I invite you into my life. I need you. I put you first in my life. And in the best way I know how, God, I will live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.